a TV show about hip-hop, dating, sex, entertainment, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, you know what me and my sister do, but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to us. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV, or just download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, sister. How you doing? Hi. I'm great. And yourself? I'm good. I missed you. Oh, I missed you too. M-I-S-S-T-E-D. Hey. hey. Missed it. Uh, y'all need to get with it. <laughs> Educated people. <laughs> All right. Everything good though? Life is good? <clears throat> Life is good. No complaints. Life is great. Same here. Same here. It's yeah. All right, well, so, we got to get right into this. So what are we calling this episode? We are calling this episode, episode, <laughs> the score. The score. The score. So why the score? I'm going to get back to it because something's going on with the Fugees, your boy Praz. Oh, gosh, ready or not. Mm-mm. Ready or not. So I'm going to get back to that. But in the meantime, I'm going to get right back to the score. But I'm going to tell you about who's scoring and who's keeping count. Mm-hmm. Ashanti and Nelly are uh, yes. sparking rumors that they are back together after being seen in Las Vegas. They were at the two. Yes. You know what? I I'm still getting cornrows and manicure toes and waiting for him to come to my come to my house because <laughs> he said he's a sucker for cornrows and manicure toes. I was like, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> I'm so still excited here. Excited for the? I don't know. I'm like, you know, that's that old school. Because what? They what they were dating back in what two thousand and three? Yes, two thousand three. They were dating. Oh, that's that's twenty years. So think about, hey, if J Lo can get back with Ben Affleck, when you look at people who like recycle and get back together, it's almost like it's a good thing. I feel like because you're not supposed to be the same person you were back then, but there's still some good qualities that hold to you know that you hold on to that you could say it's reason enough for us to you know get back together. Oh, I like cool. when I hear about people getting back together. It's a it's nice. Yeah, I was I was happy about it. I was, it was cute to see them together because, I mean, you know, she's been just keeping herself right, you know, keeping her body right, tight. You know, we may hear from her every little bit, you know, once in a while. But I see her more on vacation than I do in the Performing. studio doing she, music. She's all about showing you the fact that, like, she got body, yaddy, yaddy. And at 42, she's keeping it. Like, y'all may have seen me at 17, but, you know, many years later, I'm still, I still got it going on. I got to give it to her. She looks amazing. But. I will say this. Nelly was always a cutie to me. I always thought like, he's cute. That whole little bandaid. I don't know who cut him, but he's going to be okay. Um, did you know he was 48? Well, that would make sense. Nelly's going to be 50. Isn't that wild? All right. I mean, we all getting there. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like that though. I like it. Ow, on delay, on delay, mommy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he ain't talking about shit. Nah. And he ain't never been talking about shit for real. No way. I always appreciate him. Not like, you know, it wasn't like my favorite rapper or anything, but I always appreciated Nelly. You know, coming out of what? From St. Louis? St. Louis. Who's rocking tonight? He had a whole little, uh uh-oh, him and his whole little crew. They did a little dance. What was the name of their crew? Stomp, stomp, kick. Stomp, stomp, kick. But what was their name? What was the name of the- The fellas. We don't know nobody's name. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's yelling. Their name is- um. The fellas, uh, yeah. his friends, the guys. Didn't they have a name? Mm, okay, anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Let, me, wait. let me just ask you this one, though. Do you remember the song that Nelly had with Puffy? And it was a Puffy remix. And he talked about flipping over, flip, flipping you over. 
oh. Um, <laughs> he had a dope verse. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> It'll come to me. It'll come to me in the woke minute. Watch. <laughs> right in the middle of it. That's you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you, pretty much. It'll right. come to me. I like, I like that they're back together. I think it's cute. I think that'll be nice. That's good. That'll mm-hmm. that'll be good. That'll be good. Keep it going. Um, Nia Long is, as you know, she has, well, she's over with Ime Oduko. Did I say his name right? Adoko? Adoka. Mm-hmm. You don't. Well, she said that she's seeking revenge. So everybody's like, oh, you know, how are you going to seek revenge? And she said the best revenge is no revenge. Mm-hmm. And I thought, isn't that just so Ooh. wrong? Boop, boop, boop. The best revenge is no revenge. So that was like a very, like a shoulder shrug. Like, I'm Nia Long, bitch. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, and that's, and that's, that's, that's the truth. When, the, when is her birthday? Here, here, here I go. Like, what's... What's her sign? Because that, yeah, the best revenge is no revenge. The best revenge, yeah. Like, don't even put your energy into trying to get back at people. Give itself. Yeah, things come full circle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have a child together. So imagine her really. Right, I keep forgetting. Oh, the one who was eating crunchy Cheetos on the way to the car when the the paparazzi was talking to him. He just kept kept on crunching. Like, mama, who who they talking to? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She had a little chunk chunk walking right behind her. So she, so she can't really, you know, she can't, I feel like uh, she really can't afford to get petty. Right. 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 I mean, and for what, you know, I mean, it, it for what he humiliated himself with all of that dating the, 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 the accountants, somebody's manager, I don't know, from the, from the team. It, that was a whole, he embarrassed himself. I don't think, you know, she doesn't need to do anything about that. Well, he, he actually got signed to another, um, to another team. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, so, yeah. So that part, she like, yeah, we gotta, uh, we gotta pay for a kid. So I need him to be working silly rabbits. <laughs> but ain't nobody gonna forget. Yeah. His, his, uh, his, bringing to his, the table. his corny move really quick. The song is nasty girl. Oh, with Nelly. Nasty girl. I need you to dance. I need you to strip. I need you uh-huh. to shake your little ass and hips. I need you to want to like you working for tips. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly had a crazy verse in that one right there. Just so you know. I okay, have- Ma, what's your preference? Uh, nice and slow or uh, fast and reckless? <laughs> really? He was like, what What do you want on the menu? So anyway, sorry. He was loud. Whenever he rapped, he was loud. That was <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. All right. Sorry. I knew I'd think of it. Um, yeah. So that's good for Nia Long. Okay. Good for her. Now, Don Lemon, uh, who worked for CNN for umpteenth years, he was fired and he said, when he got the news to the network, he was stunned. And, um, you know, he's been a contributor to CNN for like 17 years. We already know. Mm-hmm. Now he had said something, um, a while back when he was on a panel uh, saying another woman was, uh, she was at, what is she, middle-aged, she, he called her. Mm, and everybody was just so offended by it and how could he, and don't, I can't believe he got fired over that. Like that right there was out of control. Uh, he said, I made a mistake, I own it. You know, he apologized for it. Um, and they still gave him the boot. So apparently they are like firing anchors. Like this is nothing new. Um, also Tucker Carlin's, he also from Fox, he got, he got the boot too. <laughs> so they're like, you ain't the only one, Don. But the meme was so funny because it was a meme with Smokey saying, Don, how you got fired on your day off? <laughs> they said it was a Friday meme. <laughs> 
Craig, how you got fired on your day off? Mm, that was that was something else. I, well, that's how that go. Well, you know, I mean, then you got Rick Ross. They asked Rick Ross, like, what does he have to say about it? He was like, he can have a job with me at Wingstop because, you know, he owns like Wingstops and, and he had the nerve to say, we'll call it the Don Lemon Wing, like lemon oh, pepper wings. You know, for the, for the, okay, I, I was today years old when I realized that's why he offered him the position. So I'm like, why is he reaching out for him to work at the Wingstop? Well, because of the lemon pepper wings, lemon pepper. So he's he, basically like, it's a no brainer. I said, wow, that's that funny. funny. That's funny and genius <laughs> and a little insulting. I don't know how he would work that out. But I was like, I, I can see myself like, I mean, these Don Lemon wings, girl, let me call you back. <laughs> I mean, the Don Lemon pepper wings. <laughs> let me call you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to get a job somewhere else. Um. Yeah. Should he have left his job over that? I don't think so. Um, I don't know, you know, because he's he kind of goes back and forth more ways than one. So now I'm not I'm not saying that he should have lost his job, but like, I don't know. Uh, let me I, I, I really don't have anything to say. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like for what, well, he, for wasn't what he, said. he wasn't my fave, my favorite. No. No, just just reasons, just reasons. I'm just saying the reason why, like that was the reason why it was so controversial that he called her like middle aged or in her prime. Like what was what was what what was so wrong with that? Like and he was talking to a Karen. So it was just like, (gasps) how dare you? Mm. Okay, All right. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. So the Fugees. It was big news, big news in Manhattan, honey. Praz from the Fugees, Praz, uh, Michael actually, uh, revealed that he was an FBI informant during federal conspiracy trial. During the Fugees? No. Yeah, yeah. He's facing up to 22 years in prison for this conspiracy. All right. Tampering and failing to register as an agent of China. Okay. Mm. Now, this was, this is big stuff going back to 2018. Mm. So he's saying he's not guilty, but he's involved in helping Malaysian business mogul uh, Joe Lowe embezzle over four point four four point five billion dollars from the Malaysian government and use it to fund Barack Obama's twenty twelve reelection campaign. I, you know, you it, this just happens all the time. It just so happens. I think that he's more like a scapegoat, but I, I think this is ingenious the way that it all went down. I mean, if he had gotten away with it. You know what? None the wiser. Nobody would have even known anything. But the fact that he got caught, I think, is the funniest to me. Like this, 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 this they're trying to say it was from it was Guantanamo only- Bay. Well, sir, <laughs> he just listen. He just said he just wanted to, you know, make some contributions to the Democratic Party. You know, so yeah. that's, he's trying to say it was all, you know. Granted, I wasn't right for it, but these are all, you know, Chinese criminal billionaires, like. What do you want from me? He did a Tyrese. What more do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I, and I think the the work the thing was the the records were falsified, like the whole contributions, how much you do it, and that's a, that's a lot. Four point two billion dollars. Come on, sir. I mean, and then you know, apparently, uh, ready or not, nope. ready or not, Trump Trump was involved uh, to testify. It was a Leonardo DiCaprio was involved. Like everybody's name is popping up in this whole thing. Um, like you said, I think he's a scapegoat. I don't know. It just goes to show you, like, you just never know. Remember they were like, Rick Ross was, you know, uh, a police officer years ago. He was a CO. And And he he had pictures. Admit it. 
Did he admit it? Did he ever admit it? He admitted it. Yeah. And he is the most. I get it. I had to get it how I live. Whatever. He the most cocaine smuggling rap about. You know, a a port of Miami. Mm -hmm. Drugs and dogs. He's the most. So you know, is is what what when they say, "Are you about that life?" Like, yeah, he he was really. Proz was like, "Yeah, I was really about that life." Hi, prize. Hope you hope. Uh, well, that's twenty two years. Yo, twenty two years. Four point five billion dollars to try to give to some damn election. White white Carlo laws. Who would have known? He was. I had to be in the studio, but I got to put this wire on real quick. (laughs) (laughs) He he knows he knows Franklin Saint in them. He needs to know Franklin Saint. Oh, shit. Nobody needs to know Franklin Saint. Not now, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> they got to go fund me started for Franklin Saint. No way. Teach your boy how to squabble. <laughs> That's what we say in our house. <laughs> Have a good day, babe. Don't forget, teach your boy how to squabble. I know our neighbors like, what is wrong with them in that house? <laughs> Don't forget to teach your boy how to squabble, Louis. Yeah, um, we, we love Snowfall. <laughs> Too much. All right, give me a drug show and and I will be on it. Give me I'll, I'll, it's got a little little cocaine. I love. Yep. It. Listen, I love we it. buy the coat, cook the coat, cut it. Put your yourself loving it. That's how we roll <laughs> when it comes to coke on these shows. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Mess. Now tell me what you're gonna do. Give me all of it. When Netflix goes up on you. Mm -hmm. Netflix is the biggest gangster of them all. Be like, by the way, we going up $7. It will be deducted from your account. Take care, bye. Yo, Netflix started at six bucks. That shit is like fifteen dollars now. Isn't that crazy? I'm not mad because it it serves. Netflix is it serving. Worth it, yeah. As long as Netflix it stays worth it. Serving, hunty. It is serving, and the category is mm-hmm. <laughs> pay up, biatch. <laughs> it is serving. Speaking of serving, mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't stop laughing because they say short kings rise up. The internet calls popular leg lengthening surgery the new men's BBL. All right. Okay. The limb lengthening procedure is accomplished by inserting a magnetic lengthening rod and pins into the thighs and bones to allow for control lengthening over a period of time. All the mercy. There's plenty of participants that like, pick me, pick me, pick me. And, you know, you can add a few inches, you know, to your overall height. And, um, it's been working so far. And one guy said, you know, it worked for him. Uh, despite the grueling recovery, yeah, people are flocking to the surgeons. And uh, sounds to me that one cat went from 5'5". Five, five. What is he now? He's 5'10". He five, he's 5'9 five, like five, or something. Well, he got three inches, so now he's 5'8". No, five, oh, but he wants, to, he wants to get to 5'10". 90, $98,000 last month to hopefully get himself up to 5'10". I'm like, what? You know, I, I, I have a little place in my heart for the short kings. Little, not not for me, but I can just imagine. Can you imagine being 5'5 five, five as a grown, a grown ass man out here? I mean, I know there's somebody for everybody and, you know, but how 
how hard is it for them not to have like a Napoleon complex or something like that's because I'm five, five, like, damn, I'm almost five, seven. And I feel like I like my height. I feel like I feel like I'm pretty damn tall. Like people know when to be like, oh, tall, like nothing's yes, nothing's ever associated with short with my name. However, I do have my very good friend and she is six feet tall. And so whenever I say I feel tall, she looks at me like, oh, please. So for her to find a dude, you know, what I'm saying height wise, like when I would talk about a guy being short or tall, she always looked at me and was like, you got a lot of damn nerve. You know what I mean? Like, but, like yeah, girl. You know. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, there's something about a man being at least taller than you. Like you at least don't you don't want to see the top of his head when you see yeah. No, no, no. The, you know, you, no, no, you don't. And height is a nice thing. And the the tall dudes that I know, like, I just remember they would always make it a point to say, like, I'm tall, dark and handsome. Like they always put that tall in there. Like that was their that's their player card. Like <laughs> got height on me. Like, oh, OK, you told me. But yeah, I guess to be short, you don't want to have a comp short dudes. I know one that has a complex. He's a mean motherfucker. Yeah, this I'm saying like most of the short guys that I do know is you know, it affects their whole personality, the whole thing. Like you ain't, you could be the nicest person, but you chose, you chose violence. You woke up today and said, <laughs> I'm choosing violence and I'm not I'm the meanest. This, just my observation. But like I said, I have a soft place in my heart because I'm thinking, wow, when you are that, how do you know, how do you compensate in a world where, you know. Hello. Hello. Or- wait, wait, back it up, back it up, back it up. How do you compensate? We don't have to talk about it because we're not in that segment of the show right now. Look at me when I talk to you, but you already know. How do you make up for it? Yeah. You, and those be the ones that they don't have no Napoleon. They don't have no attitude. They have a finesse. They not pressed. They, you know, they good. They got a good personality. You know, it's just like things roll off. Mm-hmm. And then you realize why. Like, oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Then be the ones. But imagine if you have, if you, you're, you know, you're a double dagger. Oh, that's why you mad. <laughs> that's why that is why you truly mad because because when when it all comes explain down it, explain it because you you know you're talking in code what we talk about well <laughs> no have no we're gonna leave it right at that for those listening they know exactly what we're talking about we're gonna leave it right at that y'all know y'all know Y'all already know. Y'all are with the shits. Y'all are with the shits. You already know oh, what we're talking man. about. Oh man. But I, 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 you know, I think for a man, if you have the money and it sounds so painful to increase the length of your legs, like slowly they pull it. It's, that sounds excruciating, but you know, if that's going to make you happy, let me tell you something. If I work with somebody and they've been out of work for a long time, <laughs> they come back, they come back tall. I am falling to the floor. <laughs> I am on the phone right away. I'm calling some, I'm like, if you don't get to my desk right now, Jerry just walked in this bitch and he is six feet fucking tall. Like, no, short Jerry, not no more. Not no more, bitch. If you don't come up here and meet me at the vending machine, like, girl, like, stop playing. Like, does he have on heels? No, girl. He's in here in his converse. Yeah, I would love to see that. That'll just make me laugh. Like, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know it was a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that, that's. But I'm, I'm assuming it's worth it. Like, I mean, you, you get taller. Oh, your, your life changes. Just think of the, think of the men who are, you know, six feet and above. Like, their whole outlook on, you know, just physically on life is, is different. 
than the mm-hmm. man that's five five. Because they can see things differently. It's, yeah, it's a whole nother perspective. Ugh. I've been looking at shoulders all my life. They're mad. <laughs> it's mad. But I'm gonna tell you who some people who didn't didn't really care in life. We just talked about them. Nelly. We all know Nelly don't got height. Yeah, maybe, maybe Nelly like five. Hello, hello. hello. Mm-hmm. Ma, what's your preference? <laughs> Underlay, underlay, mommy, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of shit talking to be, you know what I'm saying? So he clearly compensates and he got back Ashanti after 20 years. So what does that tell you right there? So you just, you, you, you trying to read between the lines. That wasn't hard to do. It wasn't hard to do. I didn't even have to put on my glasses or nothing. <laughs> keep working with something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Would be. Working with something. All right. So wait, and I know we got to get out of this ratchet. Um, mm-hmm. So the Grammy performance of WAP apparently was like over the top, trashy, nasty, twerking, disgusting. Did you see it? I didn't actually. I I didn't see it, but I heard, I did hear somebody say like, she needs to sit down somewhere. So Cardi B's response to parents who have an issue with her Grammy WAP performance, your child should be in bed ready for school. Why are they up watching WAP? And I just thought, you know what? (laughs) Shakana, auntie. She right though. She's she's absolutely right. She is absolutely right. And I thought, well, don't the Grammys come on like at like eight o'clock, like prime time? Eight o'clock is decent. Why they got to be in the bed? But she's right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Parent, I agree. you know, you sh- parent your children. Don't try to put that on me. Is what she tried to say. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving this, on. This is all right. Moving on. This is important because I feel like this could be in the in the woke segment as well. But we put it in ratchet because I did that. Yeah. Um, oral sex is fueling an epidemic of throat cancer. Doctors are warning. Oral sex is the X-rated culprit behind the wave of throat cancer cropping up in the USA, uh, fueling a so-called epidemic. So as you know, we were in a pandemic with COVID, an epidemic, meaning the numbers are just a bit smaller, but they are rising. So um, according to Hisham Mahana, a professor at the Institute of Cancer, uh, and genomic sciences at the University of Birmingham. I want to tell you exactly who this person is because we need to know who to blame. Uh, at the human, uh, I'm not even going to try to say that. The main risk factor is the number of lifetime sexual partners, especially oral sex. Yeah, well, it's just it's H it's an HPV infection from your you know that's from the throat from the apparatus from from the dick to the mouth. Or so we have to, the other way is so, but I was about to say, so this is not, and for lack of a better, this is not for, uh, this is not for carpet muncher. This is not a lesbian thing. This is just, this is dick. Are we, are we, that's why I got to make sure I say this in, in the, in this segment the ratchet. Let me just get right to it. This is about dick, right? This is dick to tonsil. I, I want, I wonder. I, don't I need you to tell me what more do you want from me? <laughs> okay. Okay. But seriously, but. Okay, so it's a it's an epidemic now. Wow. Well, Yo, so now when I go, you know, because I I go to you know uh, fundraiser, I, I go to these walks for cancer, and now I'm gonna look at some of these women a little sideways and be like, mm, mm, how did you get here? <laughs> did they say ah? Get your girl. Did they say ah? How you how you do that there? Can you imagine? So that's and I know uh, throat cancer. I mean, there's so many different types of cancers. You got colon, uh, you have stomach, brain, breast, you name it. Throat cancer, like high rising, and they're connecting it to HPV, 
in the throat. So what are they recommending? That is the, what are those throat? I mean, I, I, the, what? the throat condoms? You know the... Girl, bye. You tell me, Sex Shop 101. What's that, in aisle seven in, in the in the toy store uh, on Route 46? You put something down The cherry-flavored ones. You use a condom, I guess. Like, who want to suck on a condom? But, okay. Mm, 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 mm. So, the math ain't math. Because I'm thinking the one thing to do is just to not do it. That is how to stop the shit. <laughs> I mean, is, there, is there a solution? Uh, No. Maybe just, I don't, I'm new here and I, this is, I can't do it. Oh, how about we get, I mean, get tested. Y'all over here doing all kind of, mm, okay. but But if you have a lot of partners, like basically... <laughs> In, in a nice way, right? The doctor's going to be like, basically, Karen, you've been sucking a lot of dick. And we can't tell which one it was, but because it's one of them. clearly numerous partners and your tonsils, tonsils don't lie. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Your tonsils are telling an ugly truth. It's, it's right here between your tongue and your throat right there. Right now, not to say you didn't leave your customer satisfied. Because clearly, if you made it that far back there, you are superhead, named superhead, even gave a superhead. Okay. That was a Jada Kiss verse, by the way. Oh, we know. <sighs> Lord of mercy. So this is this is big. If you want, I can clean this up and I can bring it to the woke if you like. Because this is something that we really need to no, watch just, out for. I think we have we have really tore it up over here. I think we've already put it down our throats. <laughs> we've got Ancanelli, Ancanelli. You trying to give us some cancers. Ancanelli. <laughs> I think we've already put it in our mouth. We have already. This is just what? But numerous partners? I'm glad I, I, you glad I missed that one. Woo, child. <laughs> so we can't get abortions and we can't suck no dick. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. These millennials got it all fucked. The Gen Zers, what we gonna do? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, Gen Z is what y'all gonna do? <laughs> oh. oh man. All right. We oh. made it out. We made it out. Listen, let me I tell know, you. Right, we the right time and right place. We got yo, you, you, you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We made it out like 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 the wall in Game of Thrones when that door was closing. Hold door, hold door, girl. Hold door had us. We slid underneath. Oh shit! Almost had our pinky toe, but we slid. We made it out. Oh hallelujah, hallelujah. Hold the door, hold door, hold door. We made it out. Gen Z is on the other side, bitch. We, whoo, whoo. you felt that on you felt that on your shoulder. Whoo. That door closed on us quick. Whoo. Are you over here sucking dick and have a tree growing out your throat? Whoo. And you can't get no abortion either, bitch. And you can't buy no plan B. Oh. 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 Only thing coming for us is freak Nick, bitch. That's it. We made it out. We made it out. We made it out. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my goodness. All right. I got to end this call because I got to go pray. <laughs> I got to. I got to. I got to. Lord Jesus, I repent for my sins. Open the silence for my younger self. Okay. Oh. So, um, move on. We got okay. even cheese laughing. We still in the ratchet, but we 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 gotta talk about the brat. Uh, this whole thing, we, we, what? <laughs> you, you don't want the brat thought she was gonna make it out, huh? <laughs> she may have a little throat cancer too. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, so I'm what's, just this, what's this? I, I, I have what's this thing with with 
So she's pregnant, right? She's so her wife, Jessica, wife. right? That's the wife. She, okay. So she's, she's uh, having, no, no, no. I'm sorry. She said <laughs> initially that she wanted the brat to carry the child, to have the experience. Because I think she did try. Got three kids. She, she yeah, did try. Sure. But she has, she's had her own dick life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. all this. Yeah. Hence the fact yeah. that she got her three, four kids. So she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let the brat do it. She had her own dick life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big time. So, yeah. you know, they, they're happy together. So the brat was able to, you know, have a Petri dish child. And they had to go to sperm, sperm, sperm donors. And apparently she chose a white sperm donor and she had said something to, you know, the story about it was hard to find a black sperm donor. And the one that they did, you know, find was not to her likings, but the, the white sperm donors are, you know, vast, like it's, it's, it's a overflow. That that's really what it was. There wasn't as many black sperm donors. That's okay. what it really was. So, so, so was she saying she didn't, she said the guy looked like Jimmy Cricket. Was she being funny? I think she was being funny. I think she was being funny because, you know, shit, you could, you could still still feel like we want black children. So that's where we're going to keep it, you know. But that, you know, so, yeah, that's what she did. Why is she choosing to have a biracial child? I, I feel like if, if she was joking on the dude being Jimmy Cricket, let's just say hypothetically, keep that shit between uh, you and your wife. Like, don't don't say that out loud. Like, that's that's not cool, man. Don't talk about the black race like that, man. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, I, you know, this is this. Congratulations to them, first of all. Like, I mean, you know, live your life. I ain't living that life, but uh, it's messy to me. It's a little messy. I mean, listen, if the brat can do it, she just encouraged so many women, and she's forty nine years old. Yeah, yeah, okay. And she's a gay woman. Like, wow, ain't this about? It? And she wears her hair like a bobo. She wears bo- bobos and. Bobo? and- She's still rocking the same bobos, you know what I'm saying? From that 30 uh, years ago from Funkified. Yeah, like that's how we used to have our hair. I can pull up some pictures. That was exactly how we had our hair when we were young. And she's still doing that to her hair. And she has such a pretty face. I see her on uh, Dish Nation. I must say her makeup artist, Faith, the bride is very pretty. She but, is very pretty. Remember when yeah. she when she flipped the flipped the script and she was very feminine. And whose video was that? I was telling you, um, the video. What do you like with Tyrese? A whole lot of foreplay right before you get it started. That song. Da-na-na-na. That song was. She's like, who is that? That was the wow. Brand. Oh wow! And Tyrese was doing his little dance all night long. I said, <laughs> oh, he said, tell me. I said, oh shit. Tyrese was working it, wasn't he though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did a she did a switcheroo for she us. She flipped like, it. She flipped oh. it like she oh. gave she gave Tyrese. The I like Tyrese, you could get it, and he believed it. <laughs> then, then he started crying. What do y'all want me to do? <laughs> what more do you want from me? Yeah, she, she, she can flip it. Yeah, she can. Uh, she had a little bikini on, and she had. She was still being, you know, all animated. How she raps, animated, but just enough. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay. And then she went back to uh, functified. So functified. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, good for her. I'm glad you look happy for them. Uh, Juju B and uh, the brat. Um, they're gonna bring in a little a little brat into the world. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a with a with a white daddy, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could listen. You could you could have kept that to yourself. We, we could have never known. You know. Yeah, we would have just seen. But okay. Yeah, we would just like, oh, they have a child, and you know, the child. What are you gonna say? The child looks a little bit. What are we gonna say? Biracial? We're not saying that. 
Okay. Anyway, honorable mention, uh, quick fast, Harry Belafonte, who was a civil rights activist and entertainer, uh, he has passed away at 96 years old. Um, you know, we have to just, I, I got to give a little, you know, a little mention and pay some homage to him. I have a book here um, that I'm reading and Harry Belafonte and Sidney Poitier were really big in the civil rights movement. And they used a lot of their, um, I would say fame and, you know, just to help the civil rights movement along. And, you know, he's a king of Calypso. So I was just, you know, reading this. I'm like, wow. Like, Jake Sinara, my yeah. first. Um, we don't we don't make them like that no more. Yeah, like okay. So and you know, rest well. And my, I'm just a, a memory of when I first got introduced to Harry Belafonte was actually in the movie um, Beetlejuice. Remember oh, Beetlejuice? Okay. And at the end, they did the shake, 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 Sonora, yep. shake your body lot, and uh-huh. you know. And I remember watching that with our grandmother and our great or our grandfather. Okay. And mentioning that was Harry Belafonte, and that's how you know this. Oh. But that's how I remember. Like oh, I wanted, to, I just love that song. It was that's, so happy, and it was a calypso song. <laughs> What's calypso? What's calypso? I was big on uh, Harry Belafonte and Carmen Jones. Yeah. And he was, I mean, with Dorothy Dandridge, she was beautiful and he was a soldier and he, he was fine. Mm -hmm. Like he was so fine in Carmen Jones and he was crazy about her. And it's just a classic movie. And he's just a classic man. And even his like raspy voice as he got older and he just has just a suave debonair. And, you know, I just, as he got older, I was like, wow, like he's aging well. But for the most part, he was, he was so vocal about black rights. Like I have to say, um, you got to give people uh, credit for using their platform when they really don't have to. You know, he knew that he was a rarity. So I'm like, I, I, I appreciate him for that. Uh-huh. So just want to, you know, r- rest well and, you know, job well done. Uh-huh. And I also want to give it to um, a black excellence hand clap to Martin Lawrence, who received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Absolutely. I know people get their stars every day. Um, but, you know, I love me some Martin. And, Long time coming. And, uh, he, I, I was singing the other day uh, when uh, the episode where they took over his radio station was that they wanted to do country music. And he was singing, if you up and leave me, I just love you from behind, from behind, from behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Martin, I just love some Martin. Love him. Mm, yes, absolutely. OK. All right. We are now in the woke minute. I'm going to call this the awakened minute or just a little bit awakened. So first thing on the list is the news or just being aware that the majority white Mississippi lawmakers are creating legislature and rules and laws that basically amount to what some are calling Jim Crow 2.0. So we know Jim Crow laws were those racial disparity laws that were um, keeping our people down. For how, for how long? So mm-hmm. these uh, lawmakers in Mississippi, they're doing a lot of things to basically bring back um, Jim Crow and, and racist laws. So one of them is they are looking to create courts that have appointed rather than elected officials in predominantly black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? That means that they, you know, the idea is to bring in um not the homegrown, you know, who are elected by the people that are living there, but to bring in um, uh, judges and other court officials that are outside of these black or or, or predominantly black neighborhoods and and black communities um, to sit on the bench. So that's, that's startling. Another thing that this is Jackson, Mississippi, that they're looking to do is 
expand the police patrols or the state police. So in other words, you have county police, you have um, you, you have different uh, city or township police, but then Mississippi also has state police. So what they are looking to do is expand the patrols of the state police. So that's like having state troopers in your neighborhood um, um, policing. So, you know, this and this is they're trying to do in the majority black or uh, the capital city of Jackson, which is majority black, but in these black neighborhoods. So what this amounts to is basically uh, racial profiling and mm-hmm. increased police brutality. So Mississippi is known for the deaths of we're going to name them George Robinson, Troy Good and Antoine Ronnie Shumpert, who were all killed at the hands of the police, who were murdered by the hands of the police. So, um, you know, what does this mean? Because this, you know, it's going to have a disproportionate impact on the police that the level of police violence is already at a high and um you know and everybody when you listen to some of these lawmakers in mississippi and they're saying well you know these rules are not meant to be racist it's 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 it doesn't it's not going to perpetuate racism and you know that sounds good in theory but in practice you can already see this house being laid out and this is where people need to pay attention because if this is happening in nearby states i mean you know states tend to go after, you know, what's happening in the next state over. So this, this is what's happening, right. Um, you know, right under, right, right, right in our backyards. Another thing Mississippi was known, was known for, and I, I'm just, I'm really doing a lot of research on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because it's, it's one of several states that enacted the voter ID laws mm-hmm. so that in order for you to vote, you have to show your government issued ID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what proponents of this, you know, what they're saying is that that those types of laws um, disproportionately affect the lower income people who may not have that type of identification. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they have put into effect or they have effect where, you know, voters and felony convictions, which has always been like the swinging thing, um, you know, in order to be able to vote, you cannot have any felony convictions. And, you know, who is that? What? what community is that going to affect most mm-hmm. likely is the African-American. So this is what is going on um, among some other things. What, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, when you say Jim Crow, like 2.0, it's, it's so disturbing. And to know like Mississippi, so much historically has happened in Mississippi. We already know from the past to the present and to know it's like, they're still trying to push the segregation. Like mm-hmm. here we are, how, and my thing is, and I don't understand, so I need to look more into it. How is this okay? Like, how is this all moving right along? Mm-hmm. Like, do we not have a voice? Do, are we, you know, are we not fighting? Are we not, you know, lawyers and doctors? And are we not um, contributing to our own communities in Mississippi? Like, how is, I'm trying to understand, how is this, um, how is this, how is this to be? I don't, well, I don't this, I, yeah, well, and, and how it happens. <laughs> one of the things is, this is why, you know, we could talk a lot about voting, but voting on the, on the local level, why yes. is so important? Yeah, because this is a way I see for, um, you know, white society, white people in in Mississippi to pretty much go into these black communities and take over. If we're talking about land, this is the way that you do it. So you set up, you know, a system of state and local laws Mm -hmm. that, you know, on its face, it may not look racist, but in practice and how that how it's going to be, um, how it's going to be uh, meted out and how they're going to do it. It's it's going to cause, and it's going to perpetuate racial segregation, <laughs> discrimination amongst African Americans um, mm-hmm. in that in that in that place. So, 
this is why they're calling it Jim Crow 2.0. And this is why you need to be, you know, people there and everyone, you need to be aware. And this is, and this is why voting, like I said, on the local level is so important because what they're trying to do is, you know, assert the authority of, of these communities, these municipalities by bringing in appointed officials as right. elected officials. So, and who know, has a say so on that? And who has a say so? Well, well, you're taking it away from the people that live there, right? Bringing it from the out, bringing it from the outside, and with them comes their policies, their laws, their regulations. So this is what's happening right now in in Jackson, Mississippi, specifically. Hmm. So yeah. you know, I'm, we're we're all about promoting equality and combating racism, and but you got to know the way that they play the game. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for if you're looking for it to be, you know, completely outright, it, that's not what this is. So what this mm-hmm. is, is just it's a like I said, it's a series of laws. And, you know, well, on its face, it's, everybody's going to say, well, it doesn't look it's not racist, but mm-hmm. look how mm-hmm. it plays out. So pay attention. Yeah, it's another <laughs> another chessboard for systemic racism. Mm-hmm. That's, you yeah. know, yeah, that's how it seems. Um, I always say when it comes to racism, <clears throat> I just like to know where you stand. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you have to be careful for those who are, as a black person, those who are racist, you know, cause you being racist can hurt me, can hurt my life, you know? Uh, so, so it is, it does matter. However, I like to know where you stand. I don't, don't, hi- you know, don't be hiding. You know, if you're a supporter of X, Y, and Z and you wear a cloak and I would like to know who you are. That's how I really feel with people. Yeah. I just want to know where you stand and who you are. Don't try to like smile on my face and take my money. Like, who are you? Be, right. be proud, be proud that you want to stand over here and you want me to stand over here. Speak up on that. <laughs> yeah. So at least this right here will expose who are those people who are your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good, but help help us to learn how to play this this ongoing game. Stay 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 awakened. Stay awake. Yeah. All right. All right. You wanna stay woke? Um Yeah, just a quick mention. So okay. so uh your man Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Is saying that artificial intelligence AI or AI chatbots will be teaching children to read within the next year and a half. Um, and his quote is, you'll, you'll be stunned by how it helps. So basically soon art of AI is going to be teaching your kids, our children, how to read and improve their grades. Um, I, I have some, I have some thoughts about this. I mean, you know, now we live in this age of information. Um, you know, I mean, from chatbots to to chat GPT and all this other, you know, all of this technology. And I think you and I come from an era where we're the last of that generation where, you know, we we had technology. Of course we did. But it's a completely different landscape now. And in terms of the reliance on technology that is that you can see today, as opposed to when we grew up and how we grew up. Um, we're the, we're the, we're the last of that generation, you know, that didn't always carry a a phone, much less a smart, didn't have a smartphone, you know, that didn't have, you know, television and and news and information at your fingertips that didn't have Google. So we're the last of that, that, that group that can remember that. So, you know, this is, this is, it's, it's intriguing to me, you know, at the same time, because this is technology and we need to catch up. But it's alarming to me as well. Would you know one of the reasons? You know, I could just think just off the bat when you're, even though we have smartphones, right? And you know, we use it, and we and and we, we use social media. Can you say maybe you? I don't know if you agree with me, but 
there is a personal interpersonal skill that you see that is that is gone or it's it's dying out the younger yeah. people the younger generation they don't have that you know developing that those interpersonal skills that peer to peer social um, skills priceless it's a it's a it's a it's a dying art form it's an art form, you called it. It's an art form. Social it's skills. It's a, it's a form of communication and creativity, but it's it's go, it's going out. Like you you can Listen. just see the human interaction. You can basically live your whole entire life on your phone. You, you years can. ago you had parents. I you know even some of my friends they would get their kids out. Not to say their kid couldn't be home with them. Let's say you know you're at home mom, and a lot of times you know I'm dropping my kid off. I mean young at certain little like learning pack and plays or whatever. And they would say to socialize them. Yeah. The, the, the reason wasn't because I can't be here to watch him, but she needs to be, she needs to get socialized. Mm -hmm. He needs to be socialized. And I mean, and this is starting at a toddler age, you know, play dates, rompers and all that stuff. Yeah. Socializing is so, especially when you have kids who are only children, you know, socialize them. Luckily we come from a big family. So we, we, my mom, her mom was like, we had, yeah, we had built, yeah, we had built in socializing, you know, which was good. Well, you mommy, know, so I made you all your friends. You I made, yeah, she sure did say that her words. Exactly. <laughs> I made you a friend, but today you're right. They don't have that. I would uh, love to see a parent, you know, be mad about this whole thing, because let me tell you something. The one thing about this uh, human level intelligence is that it doesn't consist of patience. It doesn't have to have patience. It doesn't have to have sensitivity. So when I see kids in a restaurant and I see seven out of 10 of those kids with computers in their hands while they're out to dinner with their families, you have already shown that you're relying on technology right. to take care of X, Y, and Z with the kid. You, you have already, I'm online at the grocery store, a little, a little girl had on, you know, A plus B, you know, little thing was teach shit, teach me a little bit too. I was listening. Like, what are we talking about now? Mm -hmm. It was interesting to see how, while the little girl was online in her, in her stroller at that, she had a big computer in her face. Yeah. So they're already relying on this technology is what I'm saying. So if, if, if they can help you to read too, well then hell, because to learn, to teach a kid how to read, oh my God, I'm giving it to teachers. Oh. But there's, there's something about that human to human interaction. Absolutely. Um, and, and the loss that's going, I mean, you're going to, you're going to lose something, whether it's going to be, you know, that you have kids or parents relying too much on the technology. And, and it's it, like you said, it's going to lack that empathy. It's going to lack that, that personal touch that I feel like you need to develop as a human being. You yeah. need that. So we're, we're talking about not, um, we're talking about losing that. That's the, that's the trade-off here is losing that, that personal, you know, that personal touch, uh, that, you know, I just, I'm, I'm scared of it. Honestly. Let me ask you when, do you have any teachers that you can look back as of today? We are grown. You have at least three teachers that you say, I will never forget that teacher oh, was a good teacher. Absolutely. I, I mean, I got more than, more than I can, more than 10, I'm sure that I can just, yes. you know, for different things that I can remember about that particular person, because each part, I mean, they yes. were individuals and everybody bought a different style right. of teaching and how they taught, you know? So right. absolutely. I can name on all, from, from elementary to middle school, to See? high school, to college, See? to law school, I can name specific in the human flesh people mm -hmm, that were mm -hmm. instrumental in my education for and one reason or another. They were your favorites because you excelled in that subject. 
So they were able to give you some of their passion for that for that subject. You get what I'm saying? They gave, they were able to give you a piece of what they were passionate about. Absolutely. The, the, that was the way to learn is because exactly. they, like, they had a passion. They liked what they were teaching. And patience. So, yeah. Right. Compassion, patience. patience you know? Yeah. I mean, I can. I, how many teachers can I name? I have so many that. You know, oh, that's my favorite. And not because I was doing bad. I love contracts. Like, and he loved it with a passion. So therefore, like, I mean, I right. guess we would get into it because he was so into it. You know, and just it, different. Mm-hmm, yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to lose that with the chat bot. Yeah. You, you know? get determined. You, you, they help deter, you know, you all of a sudden you're determined to, I'm going to get an A in this. Like, you know, but why, you know, because uh, that teacher has invested so much of themselves in you. And then you yeah. look around the whole class. You're like, shit, everybody loves this class. Like, like you said, you have so many teachers of all your years of education yeah. and it is a, it's a personal touch. It's really a personal touch that they're, they're going to miss out on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. where parents got to step on top and parents got to be parenting more. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Cause now you're going to have to take the place of whatever they're lacking, whatever social interactions they're not getting parents got to be parenting. I agree. It, it just, it just means, you know, if you think that it's going to make it easier. I actually feel like it's going to make it more difficult because you're going to want to and have to create those environments for the, the child that's in front of a chat bot all day learning how to read. Now, you, now you've got to create other, other stimulating activities um, to get them engaged. I don't know. This is, this, is, this is where we're going, but we need to be mindful. Yeah, yeah. If it could work, I, you know, shit, I'll send my kid in advance. If, you know, you can teach a kid how to read. It's like, who, who teaches your kids rules of nation? You know, rules of people, that's forever true. And now we're talking about robots. So, okay. All right. right. And nothing like a teacher giving you a testimony of, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you take, the chat bot can't do that. Yeah. But it could, it could work. We'll see. All right. Okay. All right. Moving on, because I think we are at the weekend. <laughs> Where's the weekend, D? You got it going on. It's been, a, it's been a long time coming. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all for sticking with us. <laughs> okay. Wipe the coal out of my eye. See who's this page of me and why. So this is a question that I actually came across and I thought, you know what? This is worth a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Is it true that women will never forget the dude who gave them small D? <laughs> Are you talking about D? D? Yeah, D. we ain't talking about devil dogs. We need to take a, <laughs> I, to take a poll. I, I mean, I would think you uh, maybe not. You don't maybe not necessarily the small the small dick, but you will remember that it. You know. It you will remember that it wasn't memorable, I think. You will remember that it wasn't memorable. <laughs> if a woodchuck could chuck woodchuck wood, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> I mean, really? yeah, that's the part you will remember. You you would you would remember that it wasn't memorable, and whatever for whatever reason, like you know, it could be circumstances outside of just the 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 size of of the, the peen. It could be something else, but that's the part I think for for a woman like we won't forget that. Like we'll remember if you you know you you made us oh, you know give us a sound or we'll remember like 
girl, let me get up out of here. <laughs> this is the, the soundtrack to this question is been around, been around. <laughs> uh, mm, 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 Jersey people, mm, mm, been around. You had to have been around to be able to answer this question. You can't be little miss. I married the first man I fell in love with and I don't know anything ever since. You can't, you can't answer that question. People do that anymore. Is that even a thing? There, there are those fakers out there. From, I would love to hear from women who that's their story. Like just right off the bat, you just, you know, the first one, hook, line, and sinker, and that's it. Like you ain't had no variety of D. Oh, I've only been with one person in my whole life. Yeah. Women like that. Like an, yeah. I know a few. Huh? You know I know, I know a few. Do yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe we could, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just curious. Like, how'd that go? How does that work out? Like, we 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 know one thing. You won't be uh at the throat doctor, <laughs> right? I mean, depending on what he's doing. But um, oh, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I think uh, it, it, you won't forget it, but you, it's more the experience. You know, uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's a. I think you'll never forget it because you're mad. <laughs> like, like, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, like waste the time when the name is said, you're like, oh. Mm. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, that was 32 years ago. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you get mad. Don't be talking about Charlie. You're like, why? You're like, Charlie got a lot of motherfucking nerve. Like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, he had a nerve to bring that little D over now. Yeah. Like he had, talking all that, you know, talking all that talk, you know, trying to what what is um little Kim talked about in one of her songs when she said he was a trick when I sucked his dick. <laughs> And she said uh, he wanted me to fuck him, but I didn't. I ain't fronting. And she talks about one dude who like just wanted to eat it all night long because he had a small dick. <laughs> now, if you can compensate, you know, it, it make it more. But like I said, it's the experience. If you can make it memorable, you know, because that that might be a thing. Like, man, you know, he sure is. He ain't hanging, but he sure can. Well, he, he, he can go down. He, sure can, uh, but he has to. But imagine if you're like Jesse Williams and like, you know. <laughs> Well, we not well, we not staring at that for a good five oh, minutes. My. If you like Jesse Williams, then you like they, he, people ask him like, "Do you do you eat coochie?" He's like, "I don't have to." Whoa, whoa. And then, wait, wait. Then, then he probably say says, that? "Wait, did he say that? Is that a no?" Quote? Wait, no. Oh. Let me finish. Then he might say, "I just do it because I want to." Ooh, <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> did you like that little fairy tale? I did you like that no, fairy tale? No, the stopped and everything. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Good night. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a bedtime story. <laughs> you don't fluff your pillow and everything. Like, wait a minute. Tell tell me that story again. All right. Once upon a time, there was a Jesse Williams. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Jesse was packing. It sure was. Yeah. So I think, like I said, if you remember him, it's because you're mad. Okay, or you just, or you remember that you know it wasn't, it wasn't memorable. Just remember, like I don't, I don't remember all the details, but I, re- I remember that I wasn't impressed. I remember that he had a lot of nerve. You know what I'm talking about? Like you got a lot, you got a lot of nerve. Like you tricked me all day. We went to the carnival. You got me cotton candy. You won me a teddy bear. Oh, like be like you could have told me something. Like you knew this all you day. You tricked this. me. All day you tricked me. All day you knew. Like, oh, his his little his little man was like, wait till I get it. <laughs> That's the voice of a little D. Wait till I get no, it. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait till 
wait till I get it. Oh, mm-hmm. you know that, but that's that's like the worst when you like okay, let's building up, and it's like, well, you know, he he talk a good good a good dick dick, dick game, and then you're like, but you knew this. See, I had a friend of mine. And she wasn't trying to give, you know, her and dude are like building and things are all nice and everything. And she's like, the only problem is I don't know what he's working with. So I told her, I was like, just put your hand down there and find out. Like, you know, what? what's the big, get that over with. Just put your, oh my God, I couldn't. I was like, girl, are you like, are you at least dry humping? Like get to something, like just fuck it. You know what I'm saying? That dry humping is life. Remember when you was a teenager? That dry humping was life. <laughs> Was it not? Girl, bye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go back to your teenage wage. Come on now. You can find out. I mean, you don't have to be, you still walk away a virgin. Many, many years. I, I was a virgin for many, many years. <laughs> dry humping saved my life. Last night, your humping saved my life. <laughs> oh my God. Get You get out good. Were you wet? Extra wet. I'm going home. You know, you're all right. Kadasha. Yeah, that's it. That's like, you know, she could be growing and dry home, but I just told her, just put your hand down there, find out, and that way you can save yourself a lot of time and trouble. Yeah, I kind of do agree with that. Like, you know, get get that out the way just so you know. Be like, oh, okay, you know. Because that's the worst when it's unpredictable and then the prediction is not what you predicted. Yeah, and y'all having a good time and things are good. And like I said, you you winning all the stuff at the carnival. And you already know he can get it. Like, you're okay with it. Like, oh, he can get some. And then you need to know, like, do I waste? Do I waste my money on this? Like, nah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. (laughs) Oh, man. Take it back to the store. (laughs) Mm, No, no, thank you. Here's my receipt. (sighs) Okay. Well, all right. That was interesting. We got to take a poll, though. Huh? We can take a poll. Let's find out. Yeah. Well, what's the poll? So the poll will be... What um, what's the poem? Have you is is the man who served you the dude who served you small d? Uh, you'll never forget. You'll never forget. Or was it freak? Well, I mean, was it memorable? You you remember that, or do you just throw it in the archives? I don't know. Interesting. I feel like when it's small, it doesn't count. So yeah, I I've, I've said that. Yeah, like girl, you did it with him. Like uh uh-uh. uh. My, num- my number is still the same number like I told you last night because that shit did not count. <laughs> we ain't doing no meter reading. Uh-uh. <laughs> How many guys you been with what I told you before? Okay, then. <laughs> shit. Come back, ask me questions all months later. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I-, I think we answered that. All right, look, we got to get into the jam. Hey, hey! This is my jam. You know, I'd be so excited when I when I introduce my jam. So let me just tell y'all, my jam this week is "Alone in This World" by Faith Evans. So this is the song by Faith Evans, mm-hmm. and because it has a remix or a a, a, a sample from Pushacha, song by um, Notorious B.I.G., it has like all these other writers. So there's P. Diddy, there's um, uh, what's his name? Mario Winan, some other people, because of she took the song from her. He was her husband, yeah, from her husband at the time, mm. and remixed it and wrote this song. And there's a remix with Jay Z on it, which I love. So this is my song. Why? Because I mean, what do you see? What did it? This came out in 2001. So a lot of stuff happened in 2001. Namely, you know, it was the World Trade Center. But the music, if you go back to the music of that time, because it was mm-hmm. Alicia and 
It was just a, a lot of action on the R&B scene. And this song came out. And I play this song to this day. I have a girlfriend of mine, one of my homegirls. She's like, this song is just so sad. Like, why are you playing? I said, you know, the reason why is because I think every woman at a at particular age, at a particular time, everybody has gone through this. You listen mm-hmm. to the words, you know, um, you know, it's over now. I can't, I can't go on. In my eyes, I thought that you could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody has lived through this. And I said, but the beauty is we live through it and you, you get through it. So it's a song that, no, it doesn't necessarily take you back to a bad time, but it's like, no, I feel it. And mm-hmm. going back to R&B where it was, there was a lot of feeling to it, you know? It's just mm-hmm. not like, um, I just killed my ex or whatever. What's the girl singing? Now? Oh yeah, uh, Scissor. I, I don't even wanna, I mean, you know, great, I love it, <laughs> but these are the songs that you really felt from the heart. That's why I'm mm-hmm. talking about it, you know, 20 something years later. Lyrics. Because you remember it, it, it reminisces on a moment that you were in in life. So, whew, alone in this world. With po- poetry, poetry with some uh, music backing it up. She was talking some talk, like you said, it could have been sad, but it was good. I like, I like Faith. Yeah, I, I love Faith. I saw her a couple weeks ago. She was at the Rakim concert. Like everybody was paying respects to Rakim. He's very, very good. But um, did she yeah. sing? Huh? Did she no, sing? No, no, she was just there enjoying it. Enjoying oh, oh, okay, okay. He was all standing room only, all in the front. He was cool. So oh, nice. Um, but yeah, this is my song. And it just, and it's got that Who Shot you, which is the dopest, one of the dopest beats ever of all times. And who is a producer of that? Well, you know, this is, this P. Diddy. Now you got to give him props when you got to give the man I props. I said Sean Diddy Combs and Mary Wynans. I did. Give it to him. Yeah, he he's produced some shit. Yeah, you know. Now I that was one of them. Alone in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. I like it. Alone in this world. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. All right. Look, y'all. We. Have now come to the end of 142. But the great thing is you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, um, TuneIn, Spotify. There's like, there's a bunch of places that we are. You can listen. Also watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV. Download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And my sister Shatara, what else do we need everybody to know? Yes. If you have a question for the Weekend D Report, do you want to advertise with us? Then get social with us. DM us on Instagram or Twitter. And as always, thank y'all for listening. Stay healthy, stay well. Until next time. Peace out. Peace and peace and the least. <laughs>